0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. It's time. It's
1: time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian.
2: before we get out of here we got about uh, 13 minutes left uh, one thing that we wanted to do was give out some uh, season awards right and we wanted to do some that are maybe not quite the what you would think uh, a couple that you would and, and some that you wouldn't and so uh, I wanted to do that uh, with you guys and so the first uh, the first award if you will that uh, that we want to uh, handout is our, uh, offensive player of the year. And I think, you know, I almost want to say non Christian McCaffrey, uh, edition, right. Cause we've got a couple others that are non player specific or whatever. Um, so let, let's do that, right. Let's make it a little bit more difficult. Cause we just talked about how Christian McCaffrey quite literally transformed this offense. He is the offensive player of the year. You could argue he, I mean outside of Justin Jefferson going meteoric uh you know he, he's probably one of the top he would should be a top 5 finalist for uh for offensive player of the year but for you 49ers offensive player of the year non Christian McCaffrey edition uh since I threw the non McCaffrey edition in I'll go first uh and and my my pick is going to be uh Brandon Ayuk. And the reason being is because he got his first 1,000-yard uh, season, which is great for IU. Uh, But not only that, he really gives this offense a number one wide receiver and allows Debo Samuel to be whatever they need him to be in any given game. It almost allows Kyle Shanahan to just use Debo Samuel as a chess piece based on opponent uh, because Ayuk is is reliable uh i think he has the best hands on the team i think he's i want to say he's the best route runner on the team but i actually do think that's still christian mccaffrey uh Mm -hmm. but at the very least they're they're tied in terms of of their route running ability and it's just it it was a great year for him uh i i think this is just the beginning for iuk i think this is his first thousand yard season Uh, i don't think it'll be his last and uh i just love the kid and. I found out this season he was born in, in, in the next town over from me. So he's a local kid for us as well. Grew up in Reno, but born in Rockland, California, and then uh, actually uh, went to junior college in Rockland as well at Sierra college before he went to Arizona state. So I'm going to give my offensive player of the year award to Brandon. Ayuk.
1: Yeah, I would second that. That's what I was going to say. And you, you made a good point about that. He, he, Became the number one receiver this year, and I'll go even farther with Debo. The Niners played paid Debo a lot of money. To I know Debo is not necessarily a true wide receiver; he's a jack of all trades. But he didn't have a great year. He's hurt. He only had three games where he had over fifty-eight yards receiving. You know, you're paying him big, big bucks, and and I love Debo, but he didn't have a great year. It just is what it is. It happens sometimes. And IU really stepped up. He he was someone that was a safety valve for the offense. He made some huge catches. You look at uh, the last drive there um, against last drive regulation against the Raiders. How clutch he came up with the four catches on there, eight touchdown receptions and a thousand yards. Like we said, the only receiver to do that since Crabtree. Debo had the yardage last year and only had six reception touchdowns. know we had a lot more with the rushing. But you know, I've done things as a receiver we haven't seen with the Niners, and you know, other than Debo and Crabtree and Bolden had a few good years there. Um, but it's been kind of few and far between. So to have somebody there who I think is number one, and we mentioned it last show, Brian. If he was on a team that threw more, he wouldn't just have thousand yards, he probably had fourteen hundred yards this year or a team without as many weapons. So he he has taken that next step this year. It's exciting. And for me, I think the non McCaffrey, he would be my choice too.
3: So I'm gonna go away from that because I just cause I want to be different. And, and my my offensive player of the year is Ray right, Ray. Right, no. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's George Kittle, and Kittle said he set a career high with 11 touchdowns this year. He had 765 yards receiving, and uh, he had 60 catches as well. But his value to this offense is is far beyond receiving the ball. And and I think uh, one of the biggest complaints that we had about the offense was that they didn't find Kittle in the red zone. And specifically over the last last four games, when when Purdy is, has started, they've been able to consistently find him in there. And that's something that was missing in his entire career here where, where he wasn't too much of a red zone threat. And all of a sudden now the changing quarterback, they're able to kind of integrate him there. But again, his impact goes beyond catching the ball. Like he's he is arguably the best blocking tight end in the league. And for for the level of superstar that he is, I would say he's the best. But yeah. you know, I'll just have some people saying, Oh, well, so and so is better. <laughs> but I would say Kittle's the best. Yeah. But for the level of superstar that he is, the fact that he gets his nose dirty and blocks the way that he does, to me, is even more impressive. He just outgained Travis Kelsey uh, in terms of yardage in the first six years. They, nobody has more yardage in the first six years as a tight end than George Kittle. He made well, about two Kelsey yards. didn't
1: two. play his first year. I it's, saw that stat. It's too. Still, counts. Nah. <laughs> it still counts. Nah.
3: <laughs> hey Kittle, Kittle was playing with like Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard his his rookie year right so like I mean come on and Brian Hoyer so it's like you know like I, it, it all balances but hey I'll take it. he beat him by two yards by the way I'll take that but George <laughs> Kittle is is the offensive player of the year in my opinion
2: love it all right let's move to the defensive side of the ball defensive player of the year non Nick Bosa edition so again we had non McCaffrey on the defensive side. This is non Nick Bosa edition. Cause obviously Nick Bosa is the defensive player of the year, not only in the NFL, but for the 49ers. And I think arguably you could say that he would, should receive some MVP consideration based on his impact, but uh defensive player of the year, non Bosa edition. Al, why don't you go first? Oh man, this is a hard one.
1: So I thought about this a little bit and I thought Fred Warner, I thought Dre Greenlaw, those guys both had great, great seasons. Warner had 130 tackles. Greenlaw won 27. Greenlaw led the team with 82 solo tackles. I think Hufunga in the first half of the season, I, I probably would have voted him, but I think where I'm going to go with is, is Mooney Ward, Tavarius Ward, because mm-hmm. when, when E-Man goes down, they really needed him to be a number one corner, and I think he, he mm-hmm. answered the bell overall. I, I think he had a really, really strong season. They went out, they paid him to do that, and he answered the bell. So I, I would go with him. That was a great addition. I'd hate to think where they would be without him after Moseley's injuries. So he's my choice. It's a tough cause again, you can go a lot of different ways, but he'd be my choice.
3: I was going to go Mooney too, but I'll go, I'll go somebody else just to, just to keep it fresh. So I'm going to go Greenlaw, Dre Greenlaw, big play Dre. What a fantastic year he's had. He's really come into his own violent player, always around the ball. He had that big interception in Seattle and or the big sorry the big the big fumble recovery in seattle uh force fumble in seattle and he is always near the ball and that's all you can ask out of your linebacker and when they've when you could you could say that you know the defense hasn't missed a beat since he's been hurt but i mean that's i think that's a reflection of people around him but dre greenlaw like he is one of my favorite 49ers he is the seahawk killer and i expect him to have another big game this weekend against the seahawks
2: yeah um uh, Mooney Ward, probably the the correct answer. Um, I love the Dre Greenlaw pick. I am going to go with All Pro Fred. Um, I think he is the glue that holds this defense together. Um, I think he's the spiritual leader of the defense. Uh, I think that uh, as he goes, this defense goes. And if you look at the games where the defense struggled, those tend to correlate with games where where Fred didn't have a great game. And so, uh, the, I don't think there's another player in you know you. If you heard people talk about the uh, the game prior to the 49ers playing the Dolphins and then talked about the game after the 49ers played the Dolphins, the Dolphins couldn't run the offense they run specifically because of Fred Warner and his ability to eliminate the middle of the field. His you don't see players his size, six three, right you don't tend to see them at, at the linebacker position much anymore uh and and especially not with the athletic uh you know the athletic profile that he has and then i just i i always think back to that uh was it the second Rams game where he had that highlight where you see the the rams were running uh off tackle uh off left tackle and the the running back is is uh on the opposite hash you don't even see Fred Warner in the screen. And then all of a sudden you just see this missile come into the screen and then he just goes fully horizontal, like a missile and just hits cam acres and knocks him right on his ass. And I'm like, Oh my God, might be one of my favorite plays of the entire season. Um, but yeah, Fred Warner uh, captain of the defense um, kind of feels like uh, one of the spokespersons for the team. I think a lot of people look to him, for his leadership. And, uh, I, d- I don't think this defense is what it is without him. And so I'm going to go, uh, with Fred Warner. Uh, but there's so many deserving, uh, players. I think, you know, under the radar, you look at guys like Charles Amenahu, who I think had a huge season, mm-hmm. uh, Samson Ebucom, right. These guys opposite Nick Bosa. You could even talk about Eric Armstead and the, and the impact he has, which you could see when he was out, right. They, they still had great run defense, but you know, the, the, I feel like the pressure that the, that the defensive line got uh, on opposing quarterbacks ratcheted up a notch once, once Armstead came back. This one is specific for me. Cause I, I wanted to highlight this person. So I'm going to say assistant coach of the year, non D'Amico Ryan's edition. right? Obviously I think D'Amico Ryan's is the assistant coach of the year in the NFL. I I don't know that we talk enough about, and also I don't know that there's enough out there about the job that Brian Greasy as the quarterbacks coach Mm -hmm. has done not only for Jimmy Garoppolo, but for Brock Purdy as well. Mm -hmm. I, again, like I said, it's, it's hard to quantify, but I don't feel like it's a coincidence that even prior to Christian McCaffrey coming here, Jimmy Garoppolo was playing better football. And I, I think that, that, that correlates specifically with Brian Greasy. Here's the thing that Brian Greasy brings to the, the, the job as quarterbacks coach time in the Shanahan system and a full understanding of the verbiage and how to relate that to the quarterback specifically. And so I, I think he's done an incredible job. I I don't think a lot of people talk about him, uh, but that would be my pick as Brian Greasy quarterback coach.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you go anywhere else. I, I think that, that's perfect. And you look at the Niners' passing numbers this year, and <laughs> McCaffrey's throws included in this, but they completed sixty-six percent of their throws, uh, through for four thousand forty-nine yards, thirty touchdowns to only nine interceptions. An interception percentage of just one point eight, seven point nine yards per attempt. They were they, like you said Garoppolo played probably his best football that I've seen. Purdy's been a revelation. Um, you know we don't we don't know about Trey Lance, but. A lot of that has to do with Greasy because I got Zane. I think you mentioned about Shanahan, not and Shanahan is a huge part to do with it as well. But we mentioned the interceptions that we saw there were a lot. It was about an interception a game for Shanahan throughout his whole career. This year it hasn't happened. They've been down, they're under 10 interceptions this year, which is terrific. So, yeah, I got to go with Brian Greasy too. It was, you know, one of those hires that people are like, oh, what the hell are they doing? Did I get them out of the booth? And it ended up being another good one. At some point, we got to kind of stop second guessing what this team does because it, it, it tends to work.
2: Yeah.
3: So again, I'm going to go against the grain. I would have chosen greasy as well, but I'm going to go with Chris Kurosak and uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Chris Kuceric. Um, I'm eating a cough drop as we speak. I can't get my words out. Uh, so Chris Kuceric, uh, has done a phenomenal job with just this, almost like this revolving door of talent on the defensive line. That is the strength and backbone of the defense as the defensive line goes, the rest of the defense goes. So, it's beyond Nick Bosa. It's, it's like you said, Samson, Ebukam and it's Jordan Willis. Who's making plays. It's Drake Jackson. Who's been making plays. It's guys that even if they're not T Y McGill, T Y McGill, who's been fantastic in the run game, I get just, they have been making plays all over the field at all times. And it's not just getting to the quarterback. It's tipping a pass for an interception, like against the Raiders, right? Like the defensive line, they came up with a big pick. It's just, they've been, an absolute force and they've got two like two separate rotations of guys that can get after the quarterback and stop the run and it's been just so great to see them that they've been healthy and they've been this is what we this is what we've hoped for in terms of potential for the defensive line so chris Kuseric gets uh my assistant coach of the year
2: nice and last thing on brian greasy greasy was also one of the ones that was high on brock purdy uh in the draft. You know, they knew that they wanted to draft somebody and they knew that it would be late. And so they focused on players that they thought would be there. And uh, Purdy was the guy that, that greasy and, and Peter's both uh, focused on. So, you know, kudos to both those guys. Um, We are up against it. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just pick one more. Um, And I'm going to say, what was your favorite game of the year? Favorite game of the year. I'll go first. Because again, I was the one that came up with these awards, so uh, I'll give you guys time to think about it. Uh, for me, and and this is for a couple of reasons, uh, but that Dolphins game, uh, it was my game of the year, and the reason being is because one, I was there, my own, the only game I got to this season. So there's one, I was there, and then two, obviously, it is the the birth of the uh, Brock Purdy legend, uh, the you know the 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 Mister Irrelevant that became more than just relevant and uh and 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 i was there for it and so uh, to me that's the thing is like i i really genuinely believe in brock purdy i i do think that that he is going to be the quarterback moving forward um i don't think that they don't like trey lance i just think that it's going to be hard for them to to move away from him especially if they make a deep run in the playoffs or a super bowl run or what we're all hoping for a super bowl victory um and I just think it's cool that I can say to my grandkids one day, "Hey, I was at the game that that Brock Purdy came in to to take uh, take over for for Jimmy Garoppolo." So, uh, and then not only that, but but that team was hot as hell coming in, and they absolutely just stomped them out. And uh, I think that was that was the beginning of this team being like, "Oh shit, this is this is a team to be reckoned with."
3: Yeah, I think I think that's a good choice. Um, I guess I'll go next. I'm gonna go. Hat and t-shirt game in Seattle on a Thursday night, short week, Brock Purdy had the oblique injury, gutted it out. And like you said earlier in the show, there wasn't one moment in that game where we thought Seattle was actually going to win that game. Dominant performance against a team that has given you fits over the years in a place that's been a ho- house of horrors for you. And you went up there, got a decisive win for the division, and mm-hmm. essentially asserted your dominance atop of this division. Once again, it was psychologically huge. He was huge for the season to wrap it up so early, and it was huge for Brock Purdy's confidence because he was able to go into a hostile environment, which we may see in the playoffs at some point, or maybe not, and he was able to get get a really, really important win.
0: Huge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: My favorite game was the Bucks game, and I'll tell you why. Because to me, I didn't know what to expect going into that game with Purdy. Played well against Miami, but... Tampa Bay had a good defense. Not that Tampa Bay was a great team. This has been a great team. been a stretch of the imagination, but still Tom Brady. There's still a lot of talent there. The defense is still good. You know, they, you know, they were dealing with some injuries and they came out and they just blew the doors off them. And that was as excited as I've gotten, you know, doing this. And, you know, when you kind of pull the curtain back, I always say like, and you see how things happen? It can, it can dull things a little bit. Like you start to look at things as a business and, and that sort of thing. You see the game a little bit differently. And also, it's been a polarizing couple seasons with the fan base and, and the quarterbacks and people going at each other. And, and when you do content and you kind of put yourself out there, you hear a lot of shit from people. You really do. So it was a kind of contentious couple years. And that was the first time I felt in a little while where it was just like the fan just came out again. Everybody was, was united. A, yeah. But even, 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 even just for me personally, oh, yeah. it was like the fan came out of me again for the first time in a really long time. Like I was like, a pumping my fist Niners fan again for the first time in a, in, a, in a while. And it felt good again because that's why I started doing this. That's that's because, I, you know, I love the team and everything like that. So I know it sounds kind of corny, but that, that was where it was for me, like watching that game, like, holy shit, like this is awesome. This is like special again. Like this is somebody the fan base is behind. It was cool. It was just cool. So you know, it was a blowout. You know, it wasn't maybe like a game where you would think where it was a big comeback or anything. It just, for me personally, it was a game where I was like, yeah, yeah, this is it.
2: I, I, you know what, you know what it is, Al. This team is fun again for the first Mm -hmm. time in a while. Yeah, that's what it is for me. It's fun, like it's legitimately, fun, right? And that's and that's and that's different. That's different.
1: Last year, and some people may think I'm crazy by saying this because they went to the freaking NFC Championship game and had the late season run. Last year was not fun for me, and maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe it's just me personally. It felt like a stressful season. It just felt like. I I don't know. It was, it was one of the strangest years I can remember being a fan of one of my ride or die teams. It was just weird. And I was happy, you know, obviously you're coming close to the super bowl. It's great. But like, I don't know. It was like, took a lot out of me or something. I don't know. Like you said, Brian, it's just right now, this, this, this is just fun again. It's just fun. I feel like it's, it's kind of houses money with the quarterback, but they're still loaded. And I'm just having a good time being a fan again. And I, I feel like when I'm watching the games again, I'm not looking at it from business perspective or from like anything like that, like I'm looking at it again, like, yes, yeah, it's cool. This is this fandom, again. Yeah. it's it's cool, yeah. I, I love it. Hey, one...
2: before we get out of here, I was gonna say, before we get out of here, we have this question in the chat, I want to throw it up for you guys. Uh, who you got tonight, Georgia or TCU? I forgot the game was even
1: on. Uh, um... <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> how, how into it I'm gonna say Georgia, Georgia, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's gonna be like 50 to 13, Georgia. It's yeah. Georgia. Be I,
3: I wanted Harbaugh. Honestly, I wanted Michigan, but. So did I. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, you mean future Indianapolis Colts head coach, Jim Harbaugh? Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree. Um, I'm going to pick Georgia. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But by the way, if TCU can pull this off, w- I mean, talk about a story, right? Sonny yeah. Di- Dyke's first season as head coach, and they started the season unranked. And now yeah. they're in the national championship game. And if they can win it, uh, I, I got to wonder, has there ever been a situation where a national champion started the season unranked? I don't know that answer. Somebody look that up for me and then yeah. uh, tweet at me. And, I mean, Sonny was a good know.
3: coach here. He was, he Sonny was a good coach in the Bay, man. He, he had some good teams. Yeah, Cal. Here, so yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. yeah, also one more, one more piece of news before we get out of here. Um, it was announced earlier today that DeMar Hamlin has been released from the hospital yes. and is going home. huge, huge huge victory huge huge win really really happy to hear that awesome awesome news
2: literally seven days from seven like seven days ago it was you know man unbelievable what a story good for Damar love it yep All
1: right, guys we're up against it Uh, please like and subscribe to the show if you haven't already download us and for Brian and Zane I'm Al peace
2: later